What is up, entrepreneurs? Welcome to the Video Simplified Podcast with me, your host, Diana Gladney. And this podcast is dedicated to you, helping you simplify the video creation process so that you can reach wider and connect deeper with the people that need you the most. Whether that's understanding YouTube and the strategies on how to build a channel for your business or understanding some of the tech and how to get past your fear of being on camera, learn a little bit about the camera so you can actually use it and actually leveraging video for your business. So if you're ready, to get started, let's dive right into this week's episode. What is up, entrepreneurs? Welcome back to the Video Simplified Podcast with your hostess, the mostess, Diana Gladney. Today, I want to talk about if you have a thumbnail problem or if you have a content problem, because people get this confused and I get it. YouTube is trying to make things easier to understand, but it's not quite all the way there yet. They, they just need a little bit more work in their refining things. I shared this with the channel members uh, on YouTube that my prediction is that YouTube is working their way towards not needing to have to recommend tools like vidIQ or TubeBuddy. Now, this isn't a shot at any one of those programs because I use both, but I definitely think that we're nearing an era where YouTube will probably roll that into something like a YouTube premium because it does make sense for them to bring that application in-house. And then also, what good does it do for somebody else, some whole other company to be extremely wealthy off of teaching how to use your stuff when you've created it? So you should know how to use and explain how to use your stuff. I just think they're becoming an empire that at some point they're going to create some subsidiary subsidiary company or something to where this is not necessary anymore. This is my thoughts. Let me know your musings uh, on this. So. I want to break down just very simply because it doesn't have to be complicated. And it's really two things. If you're having a thumbnail problem, one specific thing is a problem. If you're having a content problem, something else is the problem. And what are those two individual things? Well, you need to be looking at your analytics uh, regularly to one Start understanding the language and the verbiage of the platform. If you're going to run your business like a business that includes knowing the key terms we always had in school, right, that you had to do key terms, if, especially if you came up in the 80s, 90s eras or somewhere there about you had mostly where when you get ready to do a new chapter, they made you learn the words first. And I was always curious as a child why this was, because we don't know anything about this chapter yet. Maybe some things are rolling over from the previous lesson, but as far as it stands right now, we don't know anything about this. And then eventually I remember we started to do pretests to see how much you know about a thing. And it's like, all of this is new. We don't know anything about it, but surprisingly you could guess some things, right? And some things you may know from the previous lesson. Uh, but I was at those, those tests were a waste of time, but this is kind of brings you back to that place of, Let's learn the most important words for what we're going to cover. So a click through rate means the number of people that are being exposed to your content. You'll see this worded as impressions. Those people will be exposed to your content, let's say on their if they're subscribed. They may see your content on their subscriptions tab. That's a good place for them to see it. They may see it um, shared to them on their homepage on YouTube. So when they go to YouTube.com, the YouTube algorithm is recommending things that they've watched, things that are similar to other things that they've watched and things that are related 
to people that they have watched in that style of content, in addition to who they are actually subscribed to. That being you, they will reshare out your newest stuff and sometimes older and, and relevant content that they think that your viewer will watch. So that's the thing. Thumbnails, obviously, as we know, is the image that people would see this image. And this is a pro tip here. This is a lot of where a lot of people get this messed up. People make their thumbnails on programs and they make them on these super huge monitors or even if you're working off a laptop. Working off of that is good for you. Designing your thumbnail so that it looks good on these larger obviously desktop computers or even a laptop is bad for the viewer if you're not consciously aware that they are going to be looking at these most of the time on a much larger, not larger, but a much larger, excuse me, I said it twice, a much smaller screen, a much smaller screen. And if they are wearing glasses or anything like that, any kind of visual impairment or whatever, all the more reason they are looking at something and they're straining to see. So the things to stay away from real quick with thumbnail theory, very thin, fine fonts, uh, very like the script looks like a, a signature. Those are all bad things to like usually do that makes it difficult in the right use case for the right niche on the right thumbnail. Sometimes you can kind of break those rules. All rules can be broken just within the right context. But if you're not going to do it in the right context, it kind of makes it a little ridiculous, right? So before we dive into this whole thing, let's go ahead and dive into this week's gear fix because I know it's going to help you. This week's gear fix is brought to you by Canva, C-A-N-V-A.com. It's what I've been using, I think, since 2017, maybe end of 17, 2018. This is what I use for all of my thumbnails, any graphics that we make, any offers that we uh, give away and things like that. It almost always uses some level of Canva or either is 100% Canva and they keep making it better and better and better to the point that it is just undeniably a good tool. People used to be, if they're like in the designer space, used to be like, oh, no, it's Canvas for beginners. And now you see a lot of them like, yeah, you know, I just kind of use Canva, to, you know, saying it in a low voice like, yeah, it is the Bees Knees Hall of Fame. It's at the top of my list of my go to tools that I use and I think it should be for yours as well you want to get a free trial actually not take the back not a free trial a free account you can go to diana.link forward slash canva c-a-n-v-a and if you're a nonprofit, a teacher um, and I think it's some other area but if you're like a nonprofit or an educator uh, teacher or something like that you can get canva pro for free canva pro includes a ton of good features uh, we've been using canva pro for a very long time now. So definitely get it. It's worth your money. It's worth all that it is. And it will definitely help you make better thumbnails and better visual content. So be sure to check that out. So let's talk about if you have a thumbnail problem. A thumbnail problem means that you're having, like if you're looking at your analytics, a thumbnail problem means that you have a low click-through rate. So people are seeing it, they're being exposed to it, but they're not clicking. There's a second factor that's happening to let you know that there's a thumbnail problem because when they do click, those that do click through to watch, they're watching for a really long time. So you see that the audience retention, that number, they're saying like, if let's say uh, you're usually making 10 minute videos and 
you see that people are getting to seven, eight, nine minutes worth of the content. They're watching most of the video. It's a very high audience retention on that video. But you're saying that the click-through rate is low. That lets us know that you have a thumbnail problem. Because you're having a thumbnail problem, those that are exposed to it don't see that much interest in it. And at this point, you want to change your thumbnail. If you are not doing that, like you're not watching what's happening on your videos and stuff like that, this is going to hurt you in the long run. And in the short run, <laughs> you need to be changing, like watching to see what's what's happening. Now, it's going to take about 24 hours for YouTube to really start to give you that data. But you generally can see if that is not getting close to like your number one spot and you're seeing not as many people click, you can go ahead and change that now. You do not need to wait for the 24 hour mark for you to have that data because you can always change it back later. But as people are being exposed to it, people that are on your uh, notifications, they've hit the bell. They are a part of your email community. They have all these different things to be notified when you post and you're sharing it everywhere else. Like all this different, you're doing all these different things for the amount of people that are seeing it. Not many are actually clicking through to watch it. You may want to consider changing this thumbnail with it. It could be within the first hour, three hours, five hours, whatever. As soon as you're noticing that it's kind of not hitting, you could have a thumbnail problem. Now, how do you know if you have a content problem? You're having a content problem when you have a high click-through rate, but a low audience retention. And this one is very interesting to watch because now you're, you're seeing that people are actually, now this one you would have to wait to get some data on. You need to wait within like 24 to 48 hours before you're starting to see some numbers. Within like three to four days, you for real will have some solid data on that video. People that are seeing it like the title, they're interested in what it's looking like, but they click on it and something about this video is not working for them. So for the amount of impressions, the amount of people being exposed to your content, they're actually happy. They're very happy that they're seeing this. But when they click over to the video and they're actually consuming the content now, we're losing them. Somewhere along this path, people are lost and it's not helpful. So if you're having a content problem, what can you do? Because the video is already out. Should you take it down? And you know what? I am not one of those people to where it's like if I'm embarrassed by a piece or it's not working well, or if it's not doing what I want, then I'm removing it so that it only appears as if everything that you post or that you do or touch is gold. Like it doesn't work like that. The creative process involves the highs, the mids and the lows and the way underneath, you know, scraping its knee on the concrete posts. Right. It involves all of those things. So if you're having a content problem now, once you get the data and you're getting that audience retention graph, let's pay attention to what they are enjoying the most or where they are falling off. Videos can be remade. No, you can't use the same video. And I don't think they will ever allow for you to replace the video, keep the thumbnail and all that stuff or whatever, because you'll never know when somebody's changing stuff. I don't think that'll ever become a thing. But what you can do is do an updated version of that video. Maybe if it's really, you know, misinformation is wrong. It's like you, you like it was really like, I mean, like really, 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 really bad. Then maybe at that point you can unlist that video. But but no, when you unlist or you make a video private, you lose all of the views and all of the data 
So uh, all of that stuff goes away. You'll still be able to see it, but you're not going to retain it. So let's say you finally hit a million views on your channel, right? Okay, well, that view count is going to decrease. They'll take those away when you unlist a video and make that private. Is unlist and make private is two different things. Unlist means that you can still share that link and anybody with that link can watch and it will st still show up in playlists if it's in a playlist on your channel or somebody else's channel. Private means only you can see it and unless you specify whose email address can see it when you share that out, stuff you can do through YouTube. So if you're going to do that, just know you lose all that. So let's say you got a thousand views on a video and you decide you're going to enlist it because you want to make it better. You lose those thousand views. All that stuff goes away. But what I will do is make an updated video and just and make notes of that. And I'll go back to that original video. You can create a pinned post. You can redo the description and stuff like that to redirect people towards the latest and greatest piece that you're making around that or an updated thing. And just say like, uh, you know, we previously made a video about this, but wanted to cre uh, revisit some of the things so we can make some adjustments or whatever. You don't have to put that in. Somebody can put in the comment section or whatever, but that's when you know you got a content problem. Your audience retention is telling you that people are not watching this through. They're watching 30 seconds and then it looks like people jumped off of a cliff, right? And they're just going someplace else. They're choosing not to stay there. They're backing off of the video. And so you see by the time that you get to the end of that video, you got like a 5%, 10% or lower um, audience retention. So for as many people that clicked on it, only a small, small, small fraction of people are actually continuing to watch until the end. So a thumbnail problem versus a content problem. Thumbnails are easy to fix. Content problems are easy to fix, but you need to know how to read your analytics and your data so that you can make sure that your people are watching your content. It's extremely, extremely vital. Be sure to check out the uh, description for this podcast. I'm actually going to put a link to a video that we did on the channel that covered and went into some things about fixing your content problem and getting higher audience retention. And a lot of people got a stream amount of value out of that. I think you will too. And even if you watched it before and it's been a while, revisit that because sometimes when you watch content twice, because you're different, because you've grown, you hear different things in that video. I promise you the same thing happens with books. So check it out. The link will be in the description for this podcast. And I know that you can fix this content problem. I know that you can fix your thumbnail problem. Get some new ideas. Maybe go back and update some of your latest videos, thumbnails, even some of your old ones. It'll do it good. So that's where I'm going to leave it for this week's episode. So if you're new here, come back around for next week's episode or go check out one of the other episodes that we have on the podcast. Again, this podcast is dedicated to you helping you simplify the video creation process. But if you know somebody else, they may be able to take advantage of that. Want to get started in YouTube or starting creative videos, share the link with them, kick them over one of the episodes that you found valuable or that you think would help them out the most. And if you haven't left a rating or review, be sure to do that. I highly appreciate it. And as I love to end all of my podcasts, the winds of life blows on us all, but it is how you set your sails. With that, guys, live a passion. I'll see you on the next episode of the Video Simplified Podcast. Take care. Yeah.